Hello, and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jill Pelkey, and it is a privilege to be here with you this afternoon and to share the Word of God together. If you want to hear more Activate Podcast, you can check us out on soundcloud.com or on iTunes. (laughs) Um, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get right into the Word of God together. Jesus, I thank you that you are here with us. God, I thank you that you have a design that's so unique for each one of us. And you have a purpose for each one of us that's so unique. And God, I pray as we explore the word of God that we would begin to get into focus the purpose that you have for our lives beyond the everyday routine, beyond the mundane. You have such a deep, wonderful purpose for each of us. And God, I pray that we would overflow with joy and love, and peace, and patience, and kindness, goodness, and self-control, that, God, we would be like Jesus. Help us, God, as we follow him to become more and more like him. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, well, today we're going to be taking a look at a verse in Proverbs that cuts right to our hearts. It's Proverbs 14.31, Proverbs 14.31. It says this, whoever, that's me and you, whoever is cruel to the poor insults their maker. Proverbs 14.31, whoever is cruel to the poor insults their maker. And looking in context at all of Proverbs 14, the writer is talking about different areas, a prideful heart and... um, people with unforgiveness and how it rots their very being, their very soul. And in coupled with all of that, it says something that's just really bad for you, like 18 cupcakes in one day. It's really bad for you. Something that's really bad for you spiritually is being cruel to the poor because it insults God. So we're going to talk today about how we treat other people. And so much of this is so easy to say, and it's a whole nother, whole nother thing to put into practice. And it's very easy to talk about, you should do this and not do this. You should act this way and not that way. And it's a whole nother deal to put it into practice. So I don't want anyone to think that you don't have it all together, or even that I have it all together, because I certainly, certainly do not have it all together. Our verse is, whoever is cruel to the poor insults their maker. We have to look back at the fact that each one of us, Christian and non-Christian, each one of us, every human being is made in the image of God. And we see that right there in the beginning of Genesis, that God created the male and female in his image. And so no matter who you are today, you are an image bearer of God. The unsaved people around you bear the image of God. I know that's hard to swallow because we want to think that we as Christians, we have the corner on the market, we are awesome, and everyone else will be awesome when they become like us. Well, the truth is everyone is made in the image of God, and that helps us to see people in a different light. These are God's children. They might not have turned to God. They might not have confessed their sins and and been made right with Jesus, but everyone you meet, every single person from the grocery store checkout person to your uncle that doesn't believe in God, to your cousin, to your friends, to the people you work with, to your boss, they are all made in the image of God. They were image bearers of God. 
Now, their souls may not have been saved and set free from sin and washed and made holy and pure yet, but don't you see the love that God must have for them if they are made in His image, if they truly are His creation that He breathed life into? Do we really think that unsaved people, that they don't bear the image of their maker? Of course they do. So we need to look at people the same way that Mother Teresa talks about looking at people. Look at each person as if that person were Jesus himself. That's really tricky. It's easy to say. Look at everyone as if they were Jesus. Sounds like all fluff in the clouds, kind of puppies and kittens and wonderful roses and la la la. But if you really could put into practice for one day, looking at every single person you come in contact with as Jesus, you would treat them all completely differently. You would act with a different type of compassion, a different type of of reverence towards other human beings. See, I think we've lost our love for human beings, our love for people. And so, in a sense, we're insulting God when we're insulting other people, when we're looking down on other people, when we're judging other people. We are insulting their maker because we're saying, you're no good. How could God be no good? How could what he created be no good? And we see Jesus as he comes to earth and he begins to minister. He says this, he says, I didn't come to earth for the healthy people. I came for the sick. They're the ones that need a doctor. And so every person that you meet that is, and has not yet come into the right relationship with Jesus Christ, those are the ones that we're seeking out to save. Those are the ones that God has his eye on, that God is yearning and longing for to be brought into his kingdom. And so if we treat those people with contempt, if we treat those people with anger and rudeness, how does that bring joy? How does that bring honor to God? We bring honor to God by treating every person as if they are an image bearer of God himself because they are. Every one, every breathing person bears the image of their maker. And so when we look at this verse, whoever is cruel to the poor insults their maker. And I want to look at two areas of this because when we we think about poverty, we think first about financial poverty. We think about people who have less money, less resource, physical resource than we do. And then the other way to look at people is poor in spirit or poor spiritually. First, let's look at people who are poor financially. I think the gravest travesty that we have as Christian people is that we look at the poor quickly and then we fail to acknowledge that they exist. We fail to acknowledge that they exist. Insulting the poor, that means not even acknowledging them. What an insult to not even acknowledge that they're there. Many of us have seen commercials, have been touched in some way by a missions trip that either you took or someone else took. You've seen people who are in need. You've met people who are in need. You've been confronted with people who have lived generationally in poverty. And you've been confronted with people who have had a travesty happen in their life, like a loss of job, sickness, fire, that has made them poor financially. So either generationally, they've been poor for generation after generation, and it's become a mindset and a lifestyle, or some situation in their lives made them to be where they're at. And we've also met people who are just plain lazy, who are just sluggards, who are not working, and therefore don't have uh, what they need. 
Then we look at people who are from uh, countries who that literally cannot support themselves and who live in a world of poverty, not just because of their own actions or the actions of those around them, not because of a travesty in their life, but because they live in a country where they cannot get a job, where they cannot have the resources that they need. Here's the travesty. We know that all of those things exist. I didn't just surprise anyone by making that list. No one is surprised that there are people who live in generational poverty. No one is surprised that there are people who fight, face hardships like cancer or, or fire or loss of a job and become poor. No one's surprised. We know that happens. We know there are people all over the world in different countries, in Haiti and in Africa, who live with nothing. We know this. Here's the travesty. Here's the insult to our maker. We forget them. We forget they exist. We go about our day to day, week to month to year to, to span of a lifetime. We know they're there, but we don't do anything to help. See, many of us, we have this theology in our minds of Christianity. You ask us, we say, yes, I'm a Christian. But our lives have not lived out to show what we say we believe. We say it, but we haven't lived it. Living it is putting feet to the things that we're saying. Have you put feet to the fact that you know that there are poor people in your town? Have you put feet to the fact that you know that there are poor people in other countries? What have you done? What have you done? I know what you want to do. I know what you plan on doing, but what have you done? What are you doing currently? How are you taking what God has entrusted to you and sharing it with those who are in need? Or are we hoarding things to ourselves? Mentally, I want you to picture your attic or your basement or your garage. Mentally, begin to picture that. Mentally, I want you to picture your kids' toys. Take an inventory in your mind of your kids' toys. Take an inventory of every electronic you have in your house. How many iPads do you own? And I'm not saying you shouldn't have any of these things, but I'm, I'm trying to show you that you can share what you have. $5 to us is not a lot, but $5 to somebody in Haiti is a week's worth, a month's worth of supply. We make excuse after excuse. We can't find an organization we trust. We can't find this. We can't find that. I believe that when we ignore the poor, we are insulting their maker. I believe the Bible to be true. I believe Proverbs 14, 31. Whoever is cruel to the poor insults their maker. It is cruel to not acknowledge people we know exist. We know they exist, and choosing not to acknowledge them is an insult to their maker. What is it that you can do? What is it that you can do to make a difference today? And if you can't find anywhere, if you can't find anything or anywhere to donate, I would be happy to help you to filter your money to a place in Liberia where I know they could use your help. And my email is right there on SoundCloud. It's Jillian528 at yahoo.com. You can email me and I can point you in the right direction. You can go to CRI, CRI Liberia.com. You can look to, to the orphanage that we support there. I can tell you all about them. I can verify that they are a good organization. There's no lack of ways to get money to people that are in need. We are without excuse. 
So not acknowledging the poor is insulting their maker. But then the second, which I'm sure has already creeped in many of our minds, even as we're talking about the poor, another way that we insult the poor or are cruel to the poor is when we have arrogance towards them. When we have arrogance towards them. You are who you are today. You are where you are today. Yes, because you have worked hard, but also because you have had privileges. Believe it or not, you have had privileges. And I know no one's had a perfect life, but I want you to review in your mind all the privileges that you do have. And if you can think of no other privilege, think of this. You were born in the United States of America. You were given opportunity for a free education. Grades preschool through 12th grade. You were given opportunity to learn basics, to learn to read. You know how to read. And I guarantee every one of you has been on the internet. There's access to knowledge and information at your fingertips. There are opportunities for you to get jobs, whether they be a minimum wage job or a career job, there's opportunity for you. Because of that, We can look at other people and we can be arrogant or we can think that we're better than them. I am created in God's image the same as the woman in India is created in God's image. And why? Why would God allow me to be born in America and her to be born in India? Why would God keep me from sex trafficking? Why would God keep me from prostitution? Why would God keep me from jail? Why would God keep me from all of these things? He didn't keep me from all of these things so I could sit and enjoy luxury. He kept me from all of these things so I could be a blessing to other people. He placed me here, and I'm going to be held responsible for what I have. Do you want me to tell you how many dresses are in my closet? How many pairs of sneakers I own? Because I'll tell you it's a whole lot more than people in India or Africa or Haiti. I am responsible to share what I have. But to be arrogant and to think that everything that I have is mine or made from my own sweat and tears and belongs to no one else, even if it was all my own doing, I have a responsibility to share because I'm not the only one made in the image of God. So are they. And what have I done with the influence that I've been given by God? What have I done with the birthright that I've been given by God being born in America? How am I sharing what I have? How am I sharing what I have? Whoever is cruel to the poor insults their maker. Whoever doesn't acknowledge the poor insults their maker. Whoever has arrogance thinking that they've arrived and these other people are less than them are insulting their maker. So that's when we look at the actual monetary way that people are poor. But then the, the other way that we look at people as being poor are those who are poor spiritually. And in the same way, we have access to so much spiritually. Each one of us has access to a church or two churches or three churches or four churches. Each one of us has access to books, devotionals, teaching helps, the internet, conferences, pastors, leaders, teachers, Sunday schools. We have access to the Word of God in a way that most other parts of the known world don't have access With all that we know, are we putting it into practice to be? Are we looking at other people who are not spiritually as mature as us? Are we cruel to them? 
When we look into the Christian world, do we look at people in classes and look that this group of people have not arrived as I've arrived? The same as, as a physical poverty is a spiritual poverty. We need to look at each person and say, you were created in the image of God as well. It is only by God's mercy. It is only by where God's placed me that I've gotten to the point where I've gotten, and I've only gotten here to go back and be a help to other people. There's a whole conversation in the New Testament about people who are saved, and they have overcome some issues, and now they have no problem eating meat that had been sacrificed to idols because they know that uh, the blood of Jesus covers everything, and they know that it's okay, and it doesn't really mean that they're going to um, be honoring a false god by eating this meat. But yet there are new believers who really strongly believe that if they eat any meat sacrificed to idols, that they are just uh, living sinfully, and it's so bad for them, and they haven't overcome that. And what the New Testament writers talk about is that for the sake of those who have a weak faith, just don't eat that meat. Just change that way. Just change that thing. And in our lives are so many things that we do and we say, well, I have a right to do these things. I don't care if it's going to hurt somebody else. I know what's good for me. And I think that so many times we hurt we insult our maker by being cruel to those who are just learning in the faith. A f- small example would be um, somebody using words that you have no problem saying a word like crap, but somebody who's brand new as a Christian might say, oh, that's so horrible. You can't say that. So stop saying it for their benefit, for their help. Um, there are so many examples of things that we say, well, I have a right to do it because I've overcome that and I'm fine. Well, if it's going to hurt anybody, don't do it. We become new creations. We become slaves to righteousness. When we become slaves to righteousness, when we become servants to all, we lay down our rights. But so many of us as Christians have picked up even more rights becoming a Christian. And we think that we've arrived and that we deserve to be blessed. We deserve to prosper. We deserve everything laid at our feet. When the opposite is true, when Jesus himself said, uh, birds have nests and foxes have holes, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. When we look at the example of every apostle, they they were martyred, jailed, harassed, and killed. They didn't live glorious lives in mansions with pools and jets. They gave everything they had to the cause of Christ. And we as Christians have to do the same to those who are physically poor and those who are spiritually poor. Our lives have to be laid down. Our lives have to be laid down. In the same way that a mother will care for an infant throughout the night. So the infant cries and the mom jumps up and helps that infant and feeds the infant, changes the infant, makes them uh, hotter or colder or whatever they need. They do. And that whole sense of just serving your child because you look at them and you say they are in need. And it's flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. That's my baby. I will take care of them. We need to look at the world that way. The people that live in Haiti are your brothers and sisters. Those are God's children. The people that live in your town that are poor, that's still part of our human race. Have we come so far to separate ourselves? Have we come so far that we've separated ourselves and therefore insulted our maker? 
and called ourselves the favorite children. Called ourselves special and everybody else beneath us. Maybe we would never say those things out loud, but our actions show it. You know that there are people today that went without food. You know that there are people who will go out with, go without food for this whole week. You know this. What are you going to literally do about it? What are you literally going to do about the poor among you? What are you going to literally do to serve the poor spiritually? Proverbs 14.31, whoever is cruel to the poor insults their maker. And I think it's cruel to ignore them. I think it's cruel to think that I'm better than them. I think it's cruel to say I'm going to do it my way no matter what. Today, take an inventory of how you treat other people. God, we thank you for who you are today. We thank you that you have made us in your image, but you haven't just made us in your image. You've made the entire human race in your image and breathed your life into them. And God, I pray that we would take our focus off of ourselves today, that God, we would look around at those those that are in need, those that are poor in spirit, those who are poor financially, and that God, we would share what we have. God, I pray that we would look at other people and when we look at them, we would see you. We would know that every living human being is made in the image of their creator, made in the image of God. I pray that we would treat people with respect. I pray that we would treat people with kindness and love. Lord, I pray that you begin to transform our hearts to see people, to literally see people the way that you see them. God, we need to be more like you. We need to be less self-centered. And God, I pray that today you would begin to move in each one of our hearts. Thank you for your word because it pierces our hearts. Thank you for your word because it changes us. Lord, I pray that we would go and we would do, not just go and talk about it, but we would go and do great things in your name and to bring you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.